Before you dive into this exciting episode, I'd like to let you know about the Squash Playbook, your tactical blueprint for success. The playbook is written based on the most common solutions I have given to the people I coach over the last 20 years. It is the ultimate how-to guide for any squash fan, and you can grab a free copy right away by visiting squashplaybook.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Are you freaked out by that hard-hitting hacker? Frustrated with running out of ideas against the relentless retriever? Want to close out matches more clinically when in the lead? Or do you need some mental tools to overcome bad calls by referees? These answers plus many more have been brought together all in one place for the squash community. The Squash Playbook is a practical toolkit that breaks down over 40 scenarios that are most commonly faced on the court. Each scenario provides the psychology and the strategy needed to get a positive result. Each chapter wraps up with the top six key points to keep things simple and practical. The aim of the book is to transform reactive players into proactive tacticians. I focus on breaking down complex situations into straightforward, effective strategies for those high pressure moments in a match. So why not grab your copy now and step onto the court next time with a clear head and a set of strategies to win those matches you know you're capable of. Please enjoy the show. Okay, Bart, so we're going to talk about the huge topic of mental health. Um, it's probably worth its own long-form podcast. So what our goal today is, is to try and condense possibly the main points for listeners into into like a short-ish episode. So um, so yeah, mental health, it's, it's, it's obviously not a cheerful subject, but I think it's a super important one. It's, it's a search that gets, um, oh, it's a term that gets searched a lot in the SportMind app. So it's definitely worth our time talking about it. Um, what's your initial thoughts about it? Yeah, I think I think the problem of mental health has has grown larger over the last year since we got all this modern technology and, and all these f- fancy apps like Instagram and so like social media in general, and that makes mental health I feel bigger than it used to be twenty years ago, but I might be I might be mistaken because the past always looks nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think like nowadays we we all hide behind this I don't know how to say it in proper English like facade yeah. of of looking good, of looking great, and only sharing our positive moments. And I think the main message, if there's one for me in life, is that we all have the same problems in the end. Mm. We all have, We all. first of all, we all have problems. And mostly we all have the same problems. We just don't know it because the neighbor doesn't show his problems to us and, I, and we don't show our problems to the neighbors. So we all look like we're, yeah, we, there's something wrong with me because I seem to have, be the only one who has this problem. Yeah. And I think by the time you realize, hey, shit, I'm not the only one. There's actually everybody's dealing with this stuff. Then already half of your mental health problem is gone. Mm, yeah. And listen, I, I think we're well aware that it's being spoken about a lot more, which is which is a positive. Um, I think COVID seemed like it accelerated the conversation around mental health. You know, there was there was some conversation before, um, obviously with people getting isolated. And yes, you know, the, the, the comparison, I think I said it on a previous episode, comparison is the thief of joy. You know, I I really like using that as a bit of a benchmark because as soon as you start comparing yourself to others, you 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 take away the joy from what you're doing or thieving yourself of that opportunity in the moment. So um yeah, I think again there, there's no quick solution we can give here, but I'm really glad that you've tagged that we all have the problems, and we might talk about it as we go, or it might be a good time to talk about it now. But showing vulnerability, I think that's um a really big positive. It it obviously takes someone who's you know mentally. Sh- strong enough maybe that's not the right word but mentally capable enough to show vulnerability so when i say vulnerability how does this link to positive mental health in a way yeah i think for me vulnerability is a very difficult word 
you know, like I, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So for mm. me, for me, it's also more like uh, vulnerability is the same for me as showing your ugly side. Okay. Like just, and th that's why, I mean, I always like people who promote mental health, definitely. But I think the best way to promote mental health and to make sure that we actually do something about it is, is just be ugly in a sense that actually show that what you're not so proud of. Show this instead of talking about we need to be aware of mental health. No, just show your true self, you know, true, show your true ugly side. Show yourself mm. when you wake up in the morning without the makeup, for example, or show yourself with the tears in your eyes after a loss. You know, so what I find funny, and you, I mean, it's something I, I I sometimes pay attention to is like, if I, I follow all these these athletes on Instagram, whether it be squash players or volleyball players or soccer players, and the funny thing is like a lot of them post a lot of stories when they win matches, mm -hmm. and then when they lost, there's not a post anymore. Yep. <laughs> and then the next post is gonna be the, the first win in the next tournament, or you know, so I find it funny. So so like when when something goes wrong. If you want to truly promote mental health, then show the ugly side, you know, mm -hmm. show the tears in your eyes or or show the fact that you're very destroyed or show even make it make a picture of you in bed where you said I, I was in bed two days because I was so depressed for, for losing this semifinal or or this mm -hmm. World Cup match or whatever. And, you know, then then you truly show your ugly side and people realize, ah, this professional athlete who looks very successful and looks like a role model is is no different from me. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, I, again, we're all guilty of looking at people and thinking they've always got it all together all the time. And it's like, you know, we, we have the role models we all follow. Right. And yeah, it, it is, it is refreshing when you, when you do hear someone expose themselves, show the ugly side. I think that's a really valuable thing. I think you said it to me a while ago. There's, um, I'm not sure how far down the line and the little side note here, there's that one app where you could, where you basically it pings you to take a photo, whatever it is, and it takes a photo forwards and backwards, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of takes yeah, a photo yeah. of your face and takes a photo of what you look at. So there's no filter. There's no, uh, you haven't kind of chosen this beautiful setting and beautiful situation. It just mm. does it and you put it on. You told me about that, didn't you? I think we spoke yeah, about that. Yeah, we mm. did it. In, I think in the first, our yeah, first, first podcast, one. it's mm. called Be Real. And, and But I also mentioned it then, like people have the, the tendency, like people want to look good, you know, like, there's there's nobody waking up in the morning saying like today I'm gonna show my ugly side to the world. So mm -hmm. so people are already I feel misusing the app because you can wait when you take the picture, you can retake the picture. So even the idea behind the app is great, but people yeah. are, have already like exploited it. So. They've hacked it. They've hacked it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So um, let's let's zoom into you know, I'm trying to get the link between high performance, so athletes' high performance and mental health. So. I'm not sure if there is a link here, but the idea of an athlete getting the best out of themselves and showing their ugly side, do you think these things are compatible? Do they work together? Sounds like you think they are. I just want to maybe go a little bit deeper and understand how it could help the ultimate performance if you are willing to show your ugly side, because at quite at like almost the top end of stuff, you know, athletes are very private and they want to keep their secrets and kind of show no weakness and no vulnerability. So how do you think then these things work hand in hand, if you think they do? Oh, no, they definitely do. Um, I feel like if you're, if you're, I mean, I think like one, let's say in, in the first lesson in, in, in mental coaching is that you're not a, a, a pro athlete for no reason. You know, you're a pro athlete because you want to prove something. You know, it can be daddy issues, it can be mama issues, it can be whatever it is. Or in, in high school, you know, maybe you were a shitty kid in high school and then uh, suddenly you went to gym class and you were the best and people suddenly thought you're a great kid. So and mm -hmm. then, you know, you and your brain learned, hey, if I do well in, in sports, people like me. So there's 
all these 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 athletes, professional athletes, have this internal idea or internal mindset that like if I perform well, I'm I'm accepted, I'm loved, or whatever. So, <clears throat> so 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 the first step also for themselves as athletes is if 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 you're competing to be good enough or if you're competing to be successful or to be loved, then there's quite a burden or a pressure behind your performance. So mm -hmm. if you're able to to take one step back and show the world your ugly side, then you also realize for yourself that, hey, or you make your brain aware of the fact like, hey, even if I'm not winning or even if I'm not successful, people still appreciate me and appreciate my post. And that gives you kind of, yeah, some space in your mind and all space around you opens up. So you're more at ease when performing and if you're more at ease when performing you also see opportunities better and, and actually increase your performance as well so mm. so yeah definitely they they definitely go hand in hand i like that and yeah it's just it's just you you're, you're getting real with yourself you're not you're not again putting on these these fake filters for your mind and your kind of image you know you're not you're actually just you're, you're being a real human being in that sense and obviously a lot of mental health links into into happiness and and you know there's hundreds of books written on how to find happiness where happiness comes from and and all of this but i'd like to hear your version on happiness and again happiness mental health i want to make sure that we if you think there's a link let's let's talk about it but where where does this all kind of stem from like like true real deep happiness what's what's your interpretation of it yeah let's let's take like let's first first apply it to sports uh, professional athletes are gonna first gonna be happy when they make this extra win or gonna win the title or gonna beat an opponent they've never beaten before. Then they're gonna be happy. Um, and with the with with other things in life as well. Uh, at, at some point when you've when you've won some matches and you won another few, you're gonna see like, hey, this is you know this is not true happiness. Like, I, I, yeah, now I've beaten this guy. Now I have to beat a better guy. You know or now we won the European Championship. Now we need to win the World Championship. So, so mm -hmm. you just make your goals higher in order to reach this level of happiness again. So, I think the main realization is that yes, short-term happiness exists. And and I must say, I mean, we are we we come from a developed developed country, so we have we have food, we have a uh, we have a roof over our head, we we have the basic needs. But I think if you have these basic needs set, then anything else will just be short-term happiness. I, st I still remember me buying an amazing car. The first week I was driving around like the king of Germany. And after a mm -hmm. week I was thinking, okay, yeah, it's, it's a great car, but what's like, next? <laughs> what's next? Yeah. So in that sense, true happiness doesn't come from achievements. I, well, it, it does come a little bit from achievements, but true, true happiness, like the one that's lasting, the one that you can, can take with you until you're 90 years old, it can only come from inside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it can only come and like and the true happiness can only come out if there's mental health because if there's no mental health you're you're not being happy with yourself and therefore blocking all possibility of happiness in the end mm, i like that that's really well put and there, there's a lot of threads i want to pull on there it's, um you know what i'm hearing you say you know learn to love the things you already have i think that's quite a powerful thing like I, that comes into the whole gratitude sphere like you know if you can express gratitude for the things you currently have you learn to love those current things and that doesn't stop you striving or getting better or going to the next level but that's just the like almost the side dish now you know that that's kind of the thing that just goes oh it's a nice little addition the main thing is like what is in our wheelhouse right here are we loving the things we already have and that that includes people includes possessions material stuff and yeah for me you know this is not a 100% solution to mental health in a way but i think it's a good starting point if we can slow down and kind of go right let's love the things we already have um yeah. th thoughts on that 
Yeah, so uh, for a funny example is like on last week, I, I for once I put on the eight o'clock news, and I told my wife, "It's like, geez, I need to do this once a week because if I look at the eight o'clock news, uh, there's after after seeing all the not I'm I'm not even talking about the wars, but all the mm. all the shit that goes on in the world. <laughs> there's there's no other conclusion for myself after 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 finishing watching the news." just to be extremely happy with what I have, you know, like mm. with what I have, with the relationships I have, with the job I have, with the house I have, with, with everything basically. So that that's what, that's with regards to what you mentioned with, with gratefulness. Mm. The eight o'clock news is for me like a great, just a great to <laughs> see how the real world looks like and then realize, Oh, I'm pretty privileged uh, where I was born and, and where I am right now. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think that that that's good value. I, I've come across something that that just adds one more layer to that, or just looks at it in a slightly different level, which I think is worth noting here. Now, listen, you could be living in. Let's be real. We're living some people's paradise, aren't we? We were living a lot of people's paradise, like first world. We don't have to worry about food or shelter, generally on the whole. But that also doesn't devalue you being unhappy with it. Like you could be living in a palace, right? You could be this, and I've got no problem like kind of saying, wow, let's kind of zoom out, look at the world. I'm grateful for what I've got. But I think there's that just that one layer deeper, which is going, but I can still be unhappy if I've literally achieved any everything. So I think it's, it's it's you know, unhappiness or mental or bad mental health is real, whatever your setting is at the same time as well. Okay, then we need to reverse it and kind of think, okay, like, like how do we get to this point? And do we not work on our virtues and our our kind of our character along the way, you know, there's, it's it's very complex issue. This isn't it. Yeah, I, th I think just like you just mentioned, just just a simple the simple realization that life is not going to be better than it is right now. You know, like for example, there's problems right now in your life. There's goals you haven't achieved right now in your life. There's a lot of stuff you haven't done yet in your life. But tomorrow, when you achieve this one goal, the next one's coming up. So. It doesn't matter which point. In, of course, if, when you won a tournament, there's this high of winning the tournament. So for like, let's say a day, you're going to be on this high and you're going to be super happy. But in general, every in every point in life, there's going to be a problem. In every stage in life, whether you be young, old, it doesn't matter. You're, you're never going to be truly happy because there's always something. Mm. So if you realize that there's always going to be something going on in your life, then the only, the only conclusion you can make for yourself is, okay, I have... To, like if I want to be happy, I have to be happy with whatever is there right now. Mm. And if I'm not happy whatever with whatever with whatever there is right now, I have some work to do for myself. I have to work on my mental health because, yeah, the outside world is never going to be perfect to make me look mentally sane. Basically, mm. what's the, what's that saying? It's kind of along the lines, you know, don't see the world as you wish it should be. See the world as it is. It kind of is like it's it it is as it is in that moment. And you've got to align yourself with what the world is, not what you wish. Yes, you can hope for things and have dreams and visualize and, and want those great things. But if you attach yourself so much to that, I think you start eroding your your current, your, your state of being present, of being in the moment, of working your butt off on the thing you're currently doing, whether it's an exam, a project, training, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's going, yes, there's there's happiness is not a future concept. A lot of people think happiness and 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 getting to it is something that we'll achieve in the future but the more i think we can zoom into this moment and go do you know what am i doing the thing right now that if i wasn't here tomorrow i'd be okay doing this right now you know yeah. the, the stoics talk a lot about meditating on their death and that's not a doom and gloom kind of visualization it's more of a wow let's just check in with what i'm doing in the moment and i know we can't always choose 
you know, a lot of times, but actually on the whole, we can, we, we, we tend to always have a choice on, on things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, what, what, what's important to realize is, is, I mean, people always say it like true happiness comes from within, but if you look at, for example, at little children, I, I, my son is one and a half, a half years old now, and he's, his natural state is happiness, basically. Mm. Of course, there's times when he, when he, when he, his diaper is full of shit and he's crying or he's hungry and he's crying, but 95% of the time, the boy is just happy. And I think uh, we adults forget that our natural state of being is happiness. If we're not distracted by the outside world or distracted by our ego, you'll be surprised like how happy you can be. Dot, you know, there's yeah. nothing that's causing this happiness. It's just there. And I think that's that's a, a great, like, uh, how do you say it? Like a great uh, uh, um, note for every mental note for everyone. Like, okay, happiness is, I am happiness. Happiness is a part of me. And if it's not there now, then I'm too distracted by other things. Because if I truly look, then it's it's always there. Mm. Yeah, no, great, great little reminder. So right now, Bart, we, we, what I feel like we're talking about is a person who might be, again, maybe this is a bit bit broad, but on the edge, like, you know, they they might not be 100% happy, but they can get back to it and they, they're not in any mental health issues. But what if someone's so far down that route? What if someone is like, you know, like we're talking like really depressed. And I know this might not be our wheelhouse, but it's just probably worth mentioning if we can't have an answer, at mm -hmm. least we can, you know, if anyone's listening, they go, well, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just can't get there. I'm like nowhere near that. I'm so far down this, this dark hole of mental health and, you know, whether it's really dark thoughts coming into their mind. Um, again, probably not our kind of specialty, but thoughts about, when when an athlete or not even athlete a person has got to that point that real far point now uh, it's a tough one i mean uh, of course i've i've been in contact with these these kind of situations as well the question is uh, the problem is that people who are do so far down the down the drain basically they're they're they they close themselves off so they they're not even interesting in dealing with the problem anymore okay. so, so because they, they're like so unhappy basically that they're not even willing to share this with anyone they're just like one of they, they close the curtains and, and stay in a dark room for for as long as necessary basically so it's a i think it's a very dangerous situation if you're that far down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. um and then i feel like it's mostly it's 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 building a team around you before this happens so mm -hmm. when that when the storm is not there yet that's when you need to make all the securities in place and tell people coaches whoever like hey guys i'm this person who might go to really dark places so when this happens so like you make contingency plans before it happens mm -hmm. and if you're already in if you're already in there i i definitely feel for you and if you're listening to this i feel for you and i i hope you hope, uh, you reach out to someone but at that point in time there's not much to do anymore you, it's just mm -hmm. weather the storm and when the storm you know at some point your, your mind ho hopefully will ease off again and then you're able to do something mm. yeah I, I think i think you know I quite like the concept of dynamic acceptance. So yes, you can accept where you are in this given moment. doesn't mean you have to like it, but if you can accept it and go, okay, but you know, Marcus Aurelius, you know, very famously said this too shall pass, you know, it was one of his big things. And I really, that's a yeah. great quote that I think I'm always coming back to and that's success or failure highs and lows. You know, you might be in a really low place, but I think it's worth me just mentioning now. Yes. Me and you, but we are not experts in that deep field of, of mental health. So, if anyone's listening and really struggling, please do seek help. Um, you know, even something uh, mind.com, like it's it's in a fantastic charity. Um, you know, even just doing a quick Google search, reach out to someone, just just, you know, 
bottling it in and really trying to kind of do it all yourself really mm. works in what I found. So yeah, this too shall pass, but also let's, let's reach out and speak to people at the same time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the, the rest of us, like, I mean, there's like, obviously there's several degrees of depression, right? I mean, there's, there's the people who's, who are stuck in this black hole forever. And of course that's the one we just discussed, but there's people, like I said, who, who go into this depression mode for a day or a week and then get out of it again. And of course, on the outside world, you've never seen that they had a depression because they yeah. keep up appearances really well. But if you're one of these people, like I said, then it's very important to put up a contingency plan and share with people in your happy moments. Like, hey guys, maybe it doesn't seem that way, but I have these really dark moments. And can we can we, can we, we make some agreement or how, like, you know, just to make sure, like if I'm in this place, I don't know whatever you you still want to have from people, but that you at least discuss this with people, mm. because I think the majority of people who have depressions, I mean the the most extreme case I've I've came came across is somebody who had a depression for like two or three months, and what I'm trying to say is like this guy, okay, those were three horrible months, and and I wasn't able to help him in these three months, but as soon as he got out of it, that's that's when we said okay, when this happens again. Think back on the three months, on your emotions, on your experiences. What is the, what? What could we do? What can we do it when it happens again? So I think for almost all depressed people or people who are in these mental uh, health have mental health issues, there's always times when they have kind of sanity going on, mm -hmm. um, and then it's very important to, to 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 reflect and think. Okay, what is it I need in this situation? What am I actually open for? Because I'm not open to share it then. But what can I actually accept in the situation? Nice. Yeah, no, no, really well put. And it's that, uh, again, another, another saying, um, you know, when the sun's out, make sure you carry an umbrella, you know, so <clears throat> it's that preparation of, of yeah. you know, the rain is going to come at some point. Um, so maybe before a summary, Bart, is there anything we haven't touched on, you think, on on in regard to mental health right now? Yeah, and just, just a practical point of view. Um, I think like people see their negative side, their flaw as something negative, or like, this is my ugly side, I'd rather not show it to people. But the funny thing is, like your ugly side is actually the 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 thing that make that could make you successful, or the thing that connects you to other people. So in that sense, if I always if if I get stuck talking to athletes, I the only thing I need to do is is, is truly show them my my ugly side, and then I'm suddenly connected again to these people, and they suddenly see like, oh, it's it's just Bart. He's also just a stupid human being, mm -hmm. and then you know we're connected again, and we and the conversation get, gets flowing again. So I think we all have the if we want our society to be better, healthier, happier, etc., then we all have the 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 responsibility to show this ugly side and, sh and and actually realize that it's actually a great side because it's it's the one that connects us with each other and and the successful pictures are the ones that drive us of us away or sets us apart from other people. So where you lose the connection. Hmm. No, no, really well said. And yeah, I think a really, really powerful point to make. And um, again, don't want to take any thunder away from that last point, but you know, I always do like to kind of give a little bit of a, an overwrap and a bit of a summary. Um, yeah, main takeaway messages for the listeners um, from you, Bart. Yeah, I think what we started off the podcast with, um, even if it doesn't see, seem that way, we all struggle with the same issues. Like I'm 41 years old now and 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 every year I've, I've realized it again and again, oh, shit this problem i have he has as well and and then i i got into i i, I turned into being a dad and then i talked to other dads and oh i thought i was the only one dealing with these problems and then so we all have problems we all have them we just don't show them and we most likely all have the same problems and this should ease your mind in the sense like okay i'm maybe i'm not so bad in the end 